Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites. Thanks for joining us for an Appleseed Bite, a mini episode of the show. Just a single story, a few minutes long, in case you've only got a few minutes and you want to fill those few minutes with some great storytelling. We've got a great story for you today. We want to remind you that we bring you a few of these bites each week in preparation for our Thursday full hour-long episode drop, an hour filled with stories for you and your family this Thursday. You're going to want to join us for a terrific performance by the West Virginia tall tale teller Bill Lepp, recorded live in the Appleseed studio, a story about going to vacation Bible school. And we're also going to take you on a snipe hunt. Intrigued? Join us on Thursday. In the meantime, I'm pleased to be joined in the studio by our producer, Dr. Brian Tanner. Brian, thanks for joining me. Hey, it's great to be here. We're going to hear a musical tale. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that's one of my favorite things about it. Uh, It comes from the teller Odds Bodkin. Yeah. uh, And he is known for playing music along with his stories, whether it's a 12-string guitar or a Celtic harp or something else. And you'll find in this story that it really gives it a propulsive feel. The story is called The Runaway Horse, and he uses his guitar to really make you feel that you're you're on a galloping horse. It's really wonderful. <laughs> These wonderfully committed musical performances from the great storyteller Odds Bodkin. Here's the tale, The Runaway Horse on the Appleseed. Once, at the edge of a small village in China, there lived an old man and his son. Of all the people in the village, these two were the most poor. And the only possession the young man could call his own was his horse. She was a strong mare. Every morning he would climb up upon her back and gallop out across the misty fields, feel the wind blowing in his hair, hear the thunder of her hoofs. and it was the only freedom he ever really knew. But never, ever, would he ride his mare so far across the meadows that he came near the forest. For the forest was not deep, and it was said that beyond the forest stretched the plains, and riding upon the plains were the nomads, fierce warriors on horseback, who years before had attacked the farming village. But no one could really remember that. It was more like a story on the old men's lips. Well, one day the young man was seated in front of his hut. Nearby stood his mare, placidly tethered to a post by a leather thong, when suddenly she shied and moved, her nostrils flared, and she reared and snapped the leather thong that held her. She began to gallop off. The young man jumped up. Come back! Come back, please! Come back! But she seemed not to hear him, and for the first time ever, galloped across the field, and she disappeared into the forest and was gone. And when the neighbors in the village saw that the young man's one possession had just run off, they all came crowding into his hut and said, What? What great misfortune! Look, ha! Huh? You lost your horse. <laughs> now you are twice as poor. 
Twice as poor. <laughs> Twice as poor. We feel very badly for you. Yes, yes. Goodbye. 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 Move. Goodbye. Goodbye. And they all pushed one another out the door. But his old father looked at his son and said, How do you know? This is not a blessing. How do you know? Well, the young man thought to himself, Losing my only horse? A blessing? How can that be? And yet, it wasn't but a week later, he was lying in his bed, and he heard the sound of horses. He pushed himself up on his elbow and looked out his window, and there, galloping homeward, came his mare, and behind her, a great stallion followed. Why, she had gone through the forest to the herds of the nomads and had cut loose a mate. And when the neighbors saw that there were now two horses tethered to the post instead of none at all, they came crowding into the hut and said, Well, what great good fortune, look! <laughs> two horses, twice as many as one. <laughs> this keeps up, you'll be a horse dealer! <laughs> Yes, yes, goodbye. Very good fortune. We feel very happy for you. Goodbye, goodbye. Move, goodbye, goodbye. And they all pushed one another out the door. But his old father narrowed his eyes and looked at his son and asked, How do you know this is not disaster? How do you know? The young man thought to himself, Losing my only horse? Then gaining two? Disaster? How can that be? And yet, it wasn't but a week later, he was riding. But he was not riding his mare, who knew him. For the first time, he'd been foolish enough to climb upon the bare back of the huge stallion. And the great animal immediately sensed the boy did not know what he was doing. The angry horse began to gallop across the meadows toward the forest. He was accustomed to a heavy load, armor, and the clank of metal. All the young man could do was wrap his fingers into the horse's mane and put his neck down and hold on for his life. The horse galloped into the forest. Limbs began to fly past the young man's head when suddenly the horse reared up and threw the young man to the ground. And in the fall... He broke his hip. And in great pain, there he lay in the forest for many hours, until the other neighbors of the village, afraid at even being in the forest, found him and carried him home. And as they put him in his bed, they looked at him and said, Oh, what great misfortune, look! You broke your hip. You will never be the same. Goodbye. And they all left. But his old father, seeing the pain not only in his son's body, but in his eyes, asked, How do you know this is not a blessing? How do you know? The young man's hip indeed was broken, and it would not knit well. A week became a month. He lay in his bed, 
and he could hear the sound of children playing outside his window and wondered would he ever walk again. One morning, the gongs in the corners of the village began to loudly bang. It was a warning of great danger. The young man pushed himself up on his elbow and looked out the window, and there, running past it, were young people of the village. Some carried pitchforks, some old swords which were rusted and had never been used. Others carried sticks, for it seemed the nomads were attacking. They had burst from the forest in a great army, and thundering across the meadows were coming toward the village. And a terrible battle was fought. And in it, Nine out of ten people of the village who fought to defend their lives ended up losing them. But the young man, who could not rise to fight through no fault of his own, survived to live a long life, albeit with a limp. And so the old ones in China say that just beneath blessing crouches disaster. But always perched just above disaster, one finds blessing. And it is impossible to know which is really which. The Runaway Horse, a story told for you by the wonderful musical storyteller Odds Bodkin. It was brought to us today by our producer, Dr. Brian Tanner. Brian, thanks for bringing that Odds Bodkin tale to us. I love that story, and I love that little message at the end yeah. about, you know, with every blessing, there could it could turn to disaster <laughs> or the other way around, which is yeah. the one that I prefer to look at. Sure. <laughs> it feels yeah. a little more optimistic when, when something goes wrong. Maybe something good will come from this, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it reminded me, a couple summers ago, I had a kidney stone, <laughs> which was not fun. Yeah. You know, it, Good it, heavens. it was terribly painful, involved a trip to the emergency room. Um, you could hear a collective sigh from <laughs> Appleseed listeners all over the world oh, as yeah. you said that. I'm, yeah, yeah. That's horrible. It, it, was, uh, it was a bad experience, you know, yeah. but, but they took me in the emergency room to do a CT scan yeah. to kind of visualize where the stone was. And they did the CT scan and they were like, okay, well, we found the stone, but you should probably know that there's a pretty large tumor growing wow. on your adrenal gland oh, as heavens. well. Um, so you'll let's deal with this kidney stone, but then you'll want to check that out. Yeah. And when I went to the urologist for a follow-up thing, I asked about the tumor and we, we talked about it. And it was a very large size for a tumor. Mm. And it was just like, yeah, this is something that I wouldn't have known about yeah. if I hadn't had the kidney stone. I remember the urologist saying to me, like, that kidney stone may have saved your life. Wow. Um, and I was able to get the tumor removed, and it wasn't cancer, fortunately. And um, uh, But it was still eight centimeters long <laughs> inside my body and was not supposed to be there. So, uh, you know, in retrospect, it's just like, yeah, good thing I had that kidney stone. Wow. Yeah. And, and who can say that? Who can say, good thing I had that kidney stone? Exactly, yeah. But that's the message of the story, as you point out, right? The bad things that happen to us or the difficult things that happen to us are not the end of the story. Mm -hmm. And I love how he puts it, the relationship between blessing and tragedy, right? It's, yeah. it's really great. Mm -hmm. Wonderful story from Odds Bodkin, and thanks to Brian Tanner for bringing it to us. Brian, thanks for being with us. 
Hey, thanks for having me. And of course, join us on Thursday for a terrific story from the West Virginia tall tale teller Bill Lepp about vacation Bible school. That and a little snipe hunting, too, in an episode filled with stories about pranks and tricks and general mischief. You won't want to miss it. I'm Sam Payne, and I can't wait to be with you again on The Appleseed. Thanks for joining us. For a bite! Brought to you by The Appleseed.